0: Welcome to Words to Lead By. I'm Linda Parkhouse. I want to say thank you to each of you who are listening and sharing the podcast. It's so helpful to me, and I don't take your generosity for granted. Today, I'd like to pull some thoughts from 2 Kings 3 on how to listen when we disagree with someone. This is about Elisha, who is a prophet of God, and three kings arrayed against a common enemy King Joram of Israel. King Jehoshaphat of Judah and the king of Edom. They seek advice about the battle against Moab from Elisha. We know from the passage that Elisha has no respect for King Joram, who initiates the request, because that king did what was evil in the sight of God. Despite his differences with Joram, he chose to seek God on his behalf out of respect for King Jehoshaphat. Verses 14 to 18 say this, Elisha responded, As the Lord of hosts lives, I stand before him. If I did not have respect for King Jehoshaphat of Judah, I would not look at you. I wouldn't take notice of you. Now bring me a musician. While the musician played, the Lord's hand came on Elisha. Then he said, This is what the Lord says, dig ditch after ditch in this wadi. For the Lord says, you will not see wind or rain, but the wadi will be filled with water and you will drink you and your cattle and your animals. This is easy in the Lord's sight. He will also hand Moab over to you. End of quote. Elisha listened to the request based on the reference of another king. So, the first principle I see is to listen to and help people you may not trust based on who they know that you do trust. So, that's an easy one. The events occur just as Elisha predicted. The wadi in the desert was filled with water without a rainstorm or any evidence of one. The three kings and their troops saw the water and drank their fill and watered their animals as well. Now, the Moabite army woke in the morning and saw the same wadi full of water, but because of the sun reflecting on it, they thought it was a river of blood. They assumed that the three armies had attacked one another, so they rushed in to take the spoils. The refreshed armies on the other side conquered them, just as God had predicted through Elisha. I learned from this event that God is in charge of how people see the same thing in front of them. Both looked at a wadi full of water. One group saw it as refreshing and the other thought it was evidence of a battle. You may be wondering by this point, what in the world does this have to do with listening? Well, I'm getting to that. Here are the principles I gleaned from this for listening. First, God creates differences. So, having the same thoughts and ideas as everyone else doesn't reflect the creativity of God. Second, when pride and competitiveness enter into conversation, we want to win. We want our ideas to prevail. This is missing the mark of God's intent in creating variety. Third, I get to accept another person, listen to their ideas as a reflection of the infinite creativity of God and learn with humility of mind. Let's unpack these. First, God creates differences, so having the same thoughts and ideas as everyone else doesn't reflect the creativity of God. I've heard it said that no two snowflakes are alike, and those who photograph them have yet to find two alike. If you look at flowers on a rose bush or a stand of iris, no two flowers are absolutely identical. There is always some variation between them. That says to me that God created our minds to think differently, too. That's probably why marriage is work. It's a lifelong opportunity to live in grace with someone different from us. Our friends think differently than we do, or they should. If they don't, are you keeping them from expressing different thoughts? Or maybe it's this way: you're listening to what everyone else is saying and not bringing your own thoughts to the table. Are you part of a group with a dominant person who pushes their ideas on everyone, and every and the group does not speak up? Will be different this time. Notice that the things you think are important because God gave them to you. I think we see differences of thought evidence evident at work in our churches, in our politics, and every other space where more than one person is engaged. The second principle is that pride and competitiveness don't help us listen well. Consider kids on the playground who can't resolve their differences and want to win the moment, or sibling rivalry or fighting. That's often a difference of outlook or opinion. Look at our politics in the U.S. today and see the deep divide between schools of thought. We don't have an atmosphere of unity and pulling together to bring healing to our land. We have an atmosphere of competition of ideas without apparent hope of compromise from any direction. So, we have plenty of evidence that pride and competitiveness won't lead to healthy listening. So, how do we listen with humility of mind? First, accept the person you're listening to as a creation of God made intentionally different from you. Accept and expect that they will have ideas that don't match yours. When we see what others think as an expression of the creativity of God, we can receive their perspective and find middle ground with them. The second idea is listen not to refute, win, or argue but rather to understand their position, ask clarifying questions, again, without antagonism, learn what you're missing in your way of thinking, and love them as a creation of God. The third principle I see is God says love covers a multitude of sins. So, even if the person is more like Joram than Jehoshaphat, I can listen, intent on loving them as they are love creates a safe place to disagree. Love glues us together rather than tearing us apart. God commands us to love our enemies and pray for those who despitefully use us, so love is essential to listening well. I do understand that some people have thoughts to steal, kill, and destroy themselves or others, and that frankly is evidence that they've bought into lies the enemy of our souls has fed them those thoughts are most destructive, really, to the person thinking them. So, if I approach the person as created by God and valuable to Him, He will give me the words to say to disarm the destruction and appeal to their life and worth. As usual at the end of every podcast, here are some application points. First, who do you have the most frequent difficulty listening to? Why don't you apply these principles of value and worth and listen with humility to them and let me know what God does for you in it? Second, if you lead a team that digresses into competition and verbal sparring, consider sharing these thoughts with them and inviting them to listen with humility to find the best compromises that all can live peaceably with. Third, if you find yourself with someone who thinks destructively, ask God the best way to love them on His behalf and show them how valuable they are to Him. If this podcast was helpful to you, it would be helpful to me if you'd leave a review where you subscribe to podcasts and if you think someone else would enjoy it, please share it with them. I'll catch you next time on Words to Lead By.